Hey guys, tis the season to cleanse not only your physical body, but your home. And that's the conversation we had today was all the things that we feel are super important to pay attention to in your home environment mm -hmm. and some of the statistics around, you know, indoor air pollution and, and the massive amount of people um, developing illness as a result of not paying attention here. Yeah, I think it's so important to pay attention and connect those dots that often are not connected when it comes to a diagnosis. We don't often recognize that this is something that's probably been playing up for so, so many years. And it's something that we're living in every single day. So what this episode does, it really helps support this idea of taking control back and trying to control the things that we can control and letting go of the other things. But like, how do we move from room to room and product to product so that we can start to support our health? Yeah, so tune in and uh, let us know what you think. Welcome to the Health Ignited Podcast with your hosts, Dr. Nick and Sonia Jensen. We are partners, parents, business partners, doctors, yoga teachers, and retreat leaders. We promise to bring you real conversations to awaken and ignite your potential to live your best life possible. Join us each week as we dive into topics varying from brain health, biohacking, hormones, and longevity, to relationships, parenting, meditation, and more. Together, creating community and building stronger foundations for the generations to come. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Health Ignited with uh, just myself and Dr. Sonia today. Um, we are entering into spring, mm -hmm. right? And things are changing. Actually, just yesterday, there was a, a time change that yes. happened that always I'm throws... I'm still, still against this time change situation. Right? Yeah. I don't know if we'll ever properly adjust. It's, mm -hmm. it's crazy how just that one hour makes a lot of difference, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially when you have kids. Yeah. Yeah. So um, on this sort of topic of uh, changing season, it's always, you know, the time of year to really talk about, you know, the spring cleaning, how to clean up uh, your body. Obviously, your health is, is a, a, you know, utmost importance, obviously that of your families. And sometimes we go uh, missing some of the really important points that we deal with on a daily basis in our homes. And so we wanted to talk about some of the things that we should be addressing in our opinion um, in regards to the home. So mm -hmm. I think just an important uh, place to start is to talk about some of the air pollution inside the home and um, around the world globally, yeah. it's leading to 3.8 million uh, premature deaths. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to pull up some of those stats actually um, on what those deaths would be attributed to, uh, to due to the indoor air pollution. So go ahead. Yeah. So 27% pneumonia, 18% from stroke, 27% ischemic heart disease, 20% COPD, so chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, and then 8% from lung cancer. So, you know, you get diagnosed with something like this and often um, you may not know why. And, you know, even when we're investigating and trying to look at the why, when you're just looking at physiology and just kind of looking at why the changes happened, we sometimes don't understand that this has been an ongoing thing, probably from the time that you were in the womb with all of the toxins, one that are in the cord because of all the chemicals in the environment. And then the environment that you grow up in and you think, you know, it's a safe environment in your home. And yet the air itself is causing these like micro traumas within your body. Yeah. It's, it's the insidious stuff that, that no one really pays attention mm -hmm. to. Right. And, and, you know, I, I don't like, sharing stories like this, but often we hear from patients, you know, the, the, the oncologist or the doctor says, well, you just, you just got lucky. 
you know, obviously that's not, I don't think that it was with any ill intent on the doctor's part, but it's mostly because most people aren't paying attention to all these things that show up on a regular basis. Obviously there's nothing lucky about developing cancer, but it's more like, um, the, what do you mean you just got lucky? Like they got cured? No, they got lucky. Like how, why me? Like why, why did I develop cancer? You it's know? just an interesting word to use. It's a, it's a crazy word to use. And I've heard it from a number of patients that said that, well, you just got, you know, and there's obviously nothing lucky about it. And, mm-hmm. and I don't say it to shame anyone, but it's, it's because the reality that we live in, we, we are often not looking for the cause. Mm-hmm. We're not looking for the why we're just, we're just dealing with the, the aftermath of the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, young mothers, um, well, young yeah, all, all age mothers, but when we first become a mother, I think that's really when we step into a little bit of awareness. Cause when we're starting to buy things for our children, we start to like read the labels or we start to have this understanding of like, Oh, here's this like child coming out of my womb into the world. And I want it to be safe. And how can I support his or her environment so that she or he is growing up in a safe environment? And what foods do I give them? What uh, products do I use? What diapers do I use? All these questions show up. And imagine if we plant those seeds when we're even younger for the young generation that like, hey, everything that you do, every choice that you make going forward, those things that you're using every single day are going to have a huge impact on your health and the rest of your life. Yeah. And just to, to dial it back to our own unique expression of health, uh, I think it's important to that we move away from this sort of genetic only model uh, of why we develop illness. Yeah. Like, yes, something can show up more frequently in your family line. Maybe that's heart disease or something else. But, you know, the more we keep buying into that phenomenon, oh, it's just in your genes, the, the less control we have, mm-hmm. the, the less like proactive, preventative focus we're going to have on our health. And we're just going to think, well, we just, you know, quote unquote, got lucky or unlucky, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so, you know, paying attention to our environment is super important. So mm-hmm. let's go into some of the things that um, the innovation has led to increased convenience, right? Mm-hmm. But, but then to the detriment of our health. And so let's talk about some of those things mm-hmm. of convenience. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to your home, what I would actually like to do is break it up into different rooms and then kind of go bigger picture of like personal and just what we're doing with our children and our reproductive system. So when it comes to convenience, if you look at the kitchen, right, um, cooking. So we're always looking for ways to cook faster, cook better, and just to have the meals prepped in like the shortest amount of time and trying to do our best to make them healthy too. But then with that, comes these like non-stick pans, um, fryers, and all all the various things that help support that. Um, and prepared meals too, right? And that prepared come in meals, containers, absolutely, right? in the plastic containers and all the various things. So really like stepping back and first assessing like what is it that I need from this nourishment, from this food, and how can I still do it in a way that's going to serve my time and also my body? So looking at what am I cooking with, right? Am I cooking with those nonstick Teflon pans that were a great invention at that time, but we had zero understanding of what that's doing over time with that heat to our body. It is creating literal toxic fumes within our system that later on will show up in various ways, whether it's like reproductive hazards or um, cancers or all the other things. So what can we do there? We can switch into using... um, cast iron, or we can look at so many different options that are using like non-toxic 
um, materials so that we can cook our foods in there. I mean, the big one is also microwaves, right? I, I get baffled when I still see people are using microwaves, knowing now how much radiation and everything that comes off of those microwaves. And it's just not something that's necessary anymore when you can have a beautiful toaster oven to replace it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And then one of the movies that, that I think is really worth watching is called Dark Waters. Uh, Mark Ruffalo's in that one. It talks about the history of DuPont. And these really toxic chemicals called PFAS, PFOS, which are basically part of the, the, the Teflon or the nonstick composite that makes up these things. And so to, to Sonia's point, every time you heat them up, every time you cook with them, it becomes part of your food, but then it also becomes aerosolized, right? Just mm-hmm. the fact of heating things up. And, and that sort of takes us into the next discussion of the kitchen, which is airflow. Mm-hmm. You know, often we talk about you know, especially in the winter time, you know, the doors are closed, the windows are typically closed, we're not getting good airflow. And yet, you know, we're, we're sort of increasing the aerosolized uh, nature of the soot or whatever gets like cooked off from the oven or from the pans, or from the stove itself, you're breathing that in. And then plus on top of that, all those chemicals are getting heated up as a result of the composite of those, those cooking products. And if you're heating up oils or frying oils, smells great right but it's it's these are toxic chemicals that are going to your body and they're mm-hmm. you know if you're the one who's doing a lot of more of the cooking in the kitchen like you're right next to the aerosolization of those mm-hmm. those fumes and so you yeah. know a bare minimum a fan should be going constantly whenever there's any cooking baking going on in the, in the home um, and maybe it's looking at better filtration systems to, for the air for the kitchen maybe it's opening a window when you're cooking you know just something to disrupt some of that that um stagnation and Mm -hmm. accumulation of those aerosolized particles. And to that point, when we look at statistics for health and cancers, autoimmune and all of that, women tend to have more of those incidences than men do. And when we look at breast cancer, nine out of 10 breast cancer um, patients are because of environmental factors, not genetic. So women are more so in the kitchen, are using the cleaning products, are doing all of the cooking and whatnot. So really making sure you are doing an inventory of your kitchen is so important. And even the soaps that we're using to wash the dishes, the as we're washing that Teflon, it's all going into that water system as well. So now it's not just ourselves that we're impacting, we're also impacting the environment when it comes to like what chemicals are being um, thrown into the drains. And so if we don't have a filtration system within the house, Um, that too is going to impact our health because now we're going to go and take a shower or a hot bath and then the chemicals in there. I mean, I know we've talked about these things before, like the chlorine and all of these disruptors of our thyroid because of the water supply um, that is getting through our skin, which is the largest organ um, on our body and will absorb all those toxins, (laughs) toxicities. I guess we've moved into the bathroom now. We've moved into the bathroom. Yeah, yes. Okay, so let's yeah. talk about the bathroom. So that's a big one, you know, looking at your water supply and then the daily products. Like imagine. And so all... what, what's a correction for the water supply? I mean, you could get a filter, right? Yeah, you can get a filter within your home or you can get one for the shower head. Um, I know Santivia makes uh, many that um, you can use for the shower head itself. So that would be a course correction, I think, when it comes to water in the in the bathroom. And then you look at the products that you have in your bathroom. So what are you using every day? Toothbrush, deodorant, um, makeup for women, 
lotions, creams, body butters, all the various things that we're putting on every single day that are getting absorbed through your skin every single day. So looking at those and seeing how can, how can I support myself in transitioning into something that's going to be non-toxic. So you can download apps. There's an app called Think Dirty um, Shop Clean. That's a great name. Yeah, Think Dirty Shop Clean. So you can scan your products to see where they are on that category when it comes to carcinogens and hormone disruptors. You can also go on the EWG uh, website, so Environmental Workers Group, and punch in. .org, right? .org. Um, You can punch in the names of some of the ingredients because often you will turn that product around and there will be ingredients that you cannot pronounce or um, you haven't heard of before. So you can punch those in and see where they are on that grade when it comes to carcinogens and again, hormone disruptors. When we we name a couple, like here's here's one with uh, the dryer sheets, right? And but now we're in the laundry room. We're no, I know, I know, but just but they're but they they cross borders, right? Yeah, so, like so benzyl alcohol, benzyl acetate, those are big ones. Even limonene. I mean, that's more in the the dryer sheets and stuff. But these are very common ethanol. So very very common. If you turn your products around right now, you'll probably see at least one or two of those on the ingredients. So really paying attention to that is so important. So just that in itself is creating havoc in your system already. Yeah, and then you know when it comes to the, say the, the, the beauty products, whether it be, you know, the antiperspirant or the deodorants, uh, um, bisphenol A, the um, polysorbate. Aluminum. Aluminum. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much stuff in there, yeah. right? Like it's, it's, overwhelming yeah it's overwhelming and it's scary yeah and then continuing on with uh, the bathroom for women feminine hygiene products so there was a study done in the journal of reproductive toxicology where they proved that there was chemicals in there there's phthalates there's bocs so volatile um, organic compounds that actually create disruption in your reproductive system one out of six couples right now are having fertility issues and that starts at a young age so there's you know our diaper that we wear and then the diapers we put on our children that are disposable if we're not getting like the cotton organic ones. Um, And I'm sure even those have some elements of chemicals in there too, but less so than these ones, these other ones. So we're starting like at a young age, creating havoc in that reproductive area because those diapers are on them literally 24 hours a day. No kidding. Now, when you said our diaper, were, were you referring to women? Okay. Yeah. And maybe yours for like just for the in record. 20 years or so. I'm 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 not wearing a diaper. <laughs> no way, man. <laughs> I'm sure they'll come up with something else, yeah, like a different might... form of diva cup. Right. Okay. <laughs> maybe we should look at inventing something like that. Yeah, for men. <laughs> okay. Whole new market. <laughs> Anyways. Uh so that yeah, that's some really important stuff, obviously, in, in the bathroom. You know, and then toothpaste, right? Toothpaste mm-hmm. is another one, you know. Are you using fluoride or using some of the, Mm -hmm. those other crazy chemical names that are in, that are going into your mouth, into that warm environment, they're leaching into your, into your, uh, uh, gums. And, you know, maybe you've got, uh, gum recession, maybe you've got some, uh, like bleeding gums and, you know, you're mixing these chemicals in with your blood supply. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, that's a big deal Mm -hmm. and it's repetitive and it's, you know, you know, ongoing. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, if you listen to the podcast we did with um, Dr. Uh, Jerry Cartola, he developed an amazing toothpaste called Revitin. So Mm -hmm. that's one that we use in our, in our home. He talks a little bit about it on the podcast and why it's important. So Mm -hmm. um, now stepping into the bedroom, bedroom. Okay. You are spending, you know, half your life 
in there um, with sleep. And when looking at the sheets that you're sleeping on, looking at the mattress that you're sleeping on now, is that creating, um, you know, you're sweating at nighttime. So there's this like interaction happening with the bugs and chemicals and all of those things. So like really looking into what type of mattress is so important. So what we have is the Essentia mattress, the organic mattress. And we found even our sleep was different. Yeah after using that and the sheets getting um, bamboo or 100% cotton, um, it's never going to be perfect. And we're not asking for perfection, but you try to control what you can control. And then what are you washing those sheets with? What kind of detergent are you using? Are you using those dryer sheets that we all like to use because we don't like the static that the dryer creates? But those things themselves are going to create more toxicity, which then we are inhaling all night. And we, it's on our skin all night. So just really, again, going from room to room and not overwhelming yourself. So maybe this month you start with one room and the next month you go to the next room, like go to the ones that you're spending more time in first so that you can start to make these um, slow changes. Yeah. And you brought up a really good point. I think it's important to reiterate it. And that's um, just the amount of time that you're spending in bed, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's like eight hours a day, mm-hmm. let's say roughly uh, breathing that in being next to, you know, being mm-hmm. in contact with your skin and, you know, it's other, it's other supporting you and, or it's adding to that toxicity burden. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important to pay attention to that. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're technically in bed at least the amount, same amount of time you're wearing clothes in the day, mm-hmm. you know, probably a little bit less, but, and then in that bedroom, you know, are you, are you cleaning it regularly? Are you, are you using air filtration for your bedroom too? Uh, again, in the wintertime, it tends to be a more stagnant air kind of uh, area of the home. And so maybe getting a good air filter. Uh, or plants. So a snake yeah. plant can be really helpful in cleaning up the air for you. So there's mm-hmm. lots of different plants that you can use and put in every room to help that air quality. Our boys are lucky. They have our, um, what's it called? Molecule. Our molecule air filter. Yeah. It wasn't cheap, right. <laughs> but and we give it to them. Yeah. And they've got a plant. <laughs> and they've got a snake plant um, just to make sure that they are healthy, especially our oldest. Um, he's quite reactive to dust and allergies and those kinds of things. So yeah. those, yeah, those little things make a huge difference. And I'm the, I'm the vacuum guy in the home. So mm. if they, <laughs> if they wake up in the morning with a little bit of a, like a little sniffly morning or a little more congested and more data, when was the last time you vacuumed? <laughs> so I, I get, you know, I get uh, grilled if if there's any bit of ex- excess dust yeah. in, in in the in their bedroom specifically. Yeah. yeah. So that's, anyways, that's our home. Mm-hmm. Um, other things, I mean, things that we paid attention to as younger parents was the kind of toys that our boys played with. You know, we tried mm-hmm. to get more wood and stuff like that. And again, it's, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect. Lego yeah. is all plastic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you, you do the best you can is mm-hmm. the point, right? Yeah. 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 You do the best that you can. So again, you don't overwhelm, but there are options out there and you do whatever you can to just clear that environment so that it's less of a toxic load in your body. Cause the more toxins your body has to deal with, the harder it is to heal. And mm-hmm. so if you're constantly having to empty it, which unfortunately the world we live in, we are constantly having to empty it. And think about your days too. If you're waking up, Um, maybe some of you go to the gym, the toxicity in that gym, the rubber, the, all the things that you're breathing in, come home, take a shower in like that chlorine filled water. You put on all your products. Now that your pores are nice and open, you get into your car fumes. Now you're going through traffic fumes. Now you're going into your office and maybe there's like 
who knows what kind of lighting or air filtration or airflow is there. And then you come home and repeat, right? So what can we do on a daily basis to help support the system is again, connecting with nature. So that can be something so simple to reset your body. And I don't want to put like doom and gloom over our days, but it's just really about having awareness. So you can start implementing some of these simple changes. I remember at one point I was like, that's it. We're going to be a plastic free home. And it's impossible. When it's you're, not impossible. It's, just, it's not impossible, but, but when you're buying groceries and yeah. things like that, it's like even the organic fruit is coming in like plastic, even yeah. though I buy the reusable bags and do all of that. But there's certain packages that that's just how it's sold. So yeah. it's really hard to not buy those plastic things. I mean, you can transfer everything after, but there's just, um, but the cleaners I'm buying, the bottles are plastic, yeah. right? So there's definitely things that are really hard to avoid, but then there's things that you can do to help support. Yeah, because yeah. technically, I mean, if we wanted to, we could break down each little thing. Like you can make your own cleaner at home. But again, I guess the vinegar still comes in a plastic bottle. You need a spray bottle. You need a spray bottle. You can get a glass spray bottle, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So there are definitely ways. And and um, with modern life, that can feel hard yeah. and overwhelming. So yeah, yeah one, one room at a time. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe one last thing is just paying attention to the kind of clothes that you, mm. you purchase, right? Because same thing, if... You know, there's a lot of great, you know, athletic gear that's out there, but it's not necessarily breathable, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of popular brands use things that have higher amounts of polyester versus uh, cotton. And, mm -hmm. you know, they look great, they fit great, but then are they breathing through the, the skin, you know, mm -hmm. in the way that your body needs, you know? And so, mm -hmm. anyways, lots of little places I think one could pay attention to. So with all that said, you know, mm -hmm. as, as Tony mentioned, it can sound doom and gloom, but, you know, it's baby steps. And how can you make your body more resilient, right? And so a lot of the things that we teach on a regular basis really support elimination, which should be a big focus. Like how do we, you know, assimilate our environment, but also eliminate what's not serving us, right? Mm -hmm. And so obviously there's a lot more conversations that are needed to help support understanding that, um, which obviously we'll get into more as we go along. But um, I think that's good for- Yeah, for I mean, there's so much more that could yeah. be talked about like secondhand smoke. Yeah. The, the dung smoke the EMF. that you're the EMF. We'll talk so. about India but just for a sec, you know, because mm. I mean, this is part of that indoor air pollution situation that, you know, that's affecting this 3.8 million, maybe more yeah. people in the world. Yeah. I mean, if we look at um, the elder Indian population, there's been a lot of lung challenges and heart. And part of that, especially those that have migrated from India to Canada or other places, um, they end up working in farms like my my nana, my grandfather, he worked on a farm for a long time. He was a professor back home, but here he had to pick berries. And what, there were sprays going on around him all the time. They weren't wearing masks. They weren't, there's nothing protected, no protective gear or any of that. So he's inhaling that every time, every day. And also um, back home, they use cow dung and they burn that when they're, when they're cooking. And I witnessed this myself. I never thought anything of it then because it's part of, life and you know watching my nanny crouch down and like cooking her face is literally in that smoke and then that's a huge has a huge impact on people's lungs and when you're doing that every single day and i'm sure there because everything everything's actually open there's no no roof um all of that except for some rooms so there is that like other balance with nature 
but when you come here, everything is closed in. So there's, there's that difference and then lifestyle change. And so there's just been this huge rise in um, lung cancers, um, fibrosis of the lungs and also um, heart heart, attacks, heart disease. Yeah. Heart disease. Yeah. 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 Yeah, So I remember actually when we traveled through India, Sonia showed me this massive pile of cow dung. I'm yeah, like, well, it's like gold there. What's, what's that for? Like, yeah, it's just cooking. like we can cook everything, with it. heating the house, okay. all of it. I was like, that's disgusting. Yeah, it's all about recycling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you see... said some of the best roti was was with the cow dung as the fuel source. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you see like the water buffalo walking by, pooping, and then you see people running and grabbing it. There, there you go. It's like gold. It's recycling. <laughs> natural yes it's very natural <laughs> that's for sure yeah okay. okay yeah so there you have it again hopefully hopefully we didn't overwhelm you guys but maybe take out a piece of paper and write down on the top one room and then write down all the products and everything that you're using and then just start writing some substitutes because it's spring cleaning time yeah so now is the best time to incorporate some of this into your life oh one one last thing just in the air circulation one of the things that we use a lot is our diffusers Yes. Right. So, yes. Instead of those air fresheners or yeah, Febreze that's and calm. <laughs> all the things go, right. go to Sage, go to um, whoever, doTERRA, whatever you use and just gather some of that, or just, you know, make, you can make your own, like there's so many DIY yeah. stuff out there now that you can create your own. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, for those of you that don't know, we we do do uh, deeper dives on a monthly basis with our crew called Health Ignited Club. And Mm -hmm. so if you're enjoying these conversations and you want to join us in a more intimate kind of venue where we do monthly challenges, essentially, we we apply what we're teaching and we do it in a group setting. Uh, If that's of interest, you reach out to us and we'd love to have you join our our club. Yeah, or go to doctorsjensen.com where you'll see all of the information and everything that you get in that membership. Yeah, and that's it for now. Oh, uh, on the topic of detoxification, we've got a a group detox process coming up soon as well. So Mm -hmm. stay tuned for that. Again, you can find the details on doctorsjensen.com. One thing is changing the environment. The other one is how do you make your body more resilient and change that internal environment. Mm -hmm. So that's the detox fix. So check that out on the website. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Ignited podcast. Be sure to download, subscribe, and share as we build this conscious community together. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and our website, drsjensen.com. Please note all information on this podcast is not and should not be taken as medical advice. Please see a healthcare professional to receive the care needed. Thank you for sharing this time with us, igniting your health freedom. And welcome to the tribe.